Welcome to RPG Cast episode 609 for the week of November 20th, 2021. I'm Christopher Vitier. I'm bringing you the week's RPG news as well as what we've been playing and some feedback from you at the community. This is RPG Gamers, um, I don't know, news podcast, I guess. It's our news yeah. podcast. We have many, including some hosted by Kelly Ryan. Hello. Um, I was on the Nostalgia Cast this week. Now I'm on the news podcast because I am a person with multiple hats. Go. Multiple hats for multiple cats. Wait. My cats don't wear hats. They oh. get pissy when you put anything on their head. Oh, okay. Uh, speaking of a man who knows a thing or two about a pissy cat, Josh Carpenter. <laughs> yep, yep, totally do. <laughs> His cat's name is Scotty, and he hates you. Yeah, uh, it doesn't matter who you are. Yes, he hates you. <laughs> I know there are some people listening like, I bet he'd love me. No, you're wrong. Like, no, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> the, the real test would be to see if he would love my mom, because all animals love my mom, okay. no matter what. But you, you never know. <laughs> you come here, we can try it out. But I, I do not pre- predict good results. Not at all. Well, we'll have to experiment with that some other time. Uh, what's been going on in, in gaming this week? Um, something happened with Blizzard, right? Uh. Uh, <laughs> I think the groan sums it up. <laughs> I, I actually, I'm, I didn't actually, okay. I didn't read the story this week about that. Like, I know um, something about he knew, he knew the whole time. That's the headline yeah, that's, I got, and that's all I know. That's pretty much the gist of it. Okay. He knew, uh, and he was covering it up. No. Bo- no both, way. <laughs> both Sony and Microsoft have pretty much called called him out saying, like, hey, you better resign, or we'll pull you Wait, from... Wait, what? Yeah. Microsoft said that? Yeah, and Sony. How? What? When did they do that? All right. Uh, this week. Deeply troubled um, I, by Activision Blizzard. Okay, I'm paraphrasing, and that's probably wasn't the exact words, but that was kind of the we. No, no, I P- see, I see, I see how it's been happening. Now. So it's like um, there, there's internal talks that the that the fact that they're going on is leaking out, and he told employees that he's disturbed by Activision Blizzard. So that's that's more like how you do this. All right, mm-hmm. the way you made it sound like they called him out on Twitter and said either you fire him or we're done. <laughs> I mean that was the what I got from it, but <laughs> well, I mean if that happened, I'm missing it here, and I apologize. All right, I want to see what Sony did. Sony, Sony's Jim Ryan critical of Activision Blizzard. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> search for the Sony stories. I get one Sony story, and the rest is the Phil Spencer story. So it's... unfortunately for Sony, it looks kind of like they're doing a oh yeah, us too. We also hate bad things. <laughs> Xbox got in, got out in front on that one. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> oh man. Oh cool. The Polygon story on this. Use that that wonderful photo from E3. Um 
where you have the giant green Xbox on one side of the hall and the big blue PlayStation on the other side of the hall, and these giant screens just stare at each other. Um, <laughs> I was at that E3. <laughs> it was weird. You kept expecting like people to start fighting in the hall. <laughs> like, um, in, in happier Blizzard news, uh, it looks like druids are getting a new cheetah-based travel form in 9.2. Yeah, but that would involve playing WoW again. I know, I know. And Kelly, you I know just, what's bad about that? All week what? long I've been like, you know, I already bought Diablo 2 Resurrected, so I'm not giving Blizzard money if I play it. Maybe I should play that. If, <laughs> I mean, is there like an on, online connection, or always yes. online connection for that one? There is. Okay. Of course. <laughs> of course there, yeah, of course there is. Because the OG game wasn't like that. No, of course not. Well, I mean, yeah, I always played online anyway, though, because that's that's how you do the ladder and party with other people. So, like, you did you could play Diablo two single player, but I didn't. Um, is there still a Ring of Jordan based currency? Stone of Jordan. Stone of Jordan. I'm um, sorry, I have no idea what the economy is like. Um, in uh, in actual Diablo two, uh, they had moved away from Stone of Jordans because, um, it there was so much rampant duping, like there was inflation, <laughs> there was stone of Jordan inflation. So, um, and then I think things just changed and evolved over time. And so that it's not about how many SOJs something is worth. I have no idea how resurrected is working for currency because I haven't been playing it. I, I just remember learning about that being a thing back in the day. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, it was, it, it was weird when I learned it too. Like, oh, what's an SOJ? Oh, it's okay. We're just treating this as currency. Okay, cool. So I'll start collecting them and be able to buy things. Never saw one drop. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I understand why and, they're worth something, but also what the heck, guys? <laughs> and and then they try to get out ahead of that in Diablo 3 and nobody liked it. <laughs> I'm the only one. I was okay with the auction house. Because it fit the way that I like to play the game. I like I get where it came from. Um it was broken. It it wasn't implemented well. It's mm-hmm. it was not an idea completely without merit, which is probably a controversial thing to say. Um also the real money portion that was anathema. That needed to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh and yeah, but like you look at other games like P- Path of Exile and you can see it implemented better. Like they do, mm. they have like giant classified ad websites where you like post your thing, what you want for it. Um, now, you can't just buy it through the website and it have it come out of your inventory and go to the other person's inventory like it should work. Instead, uh, you click a button and it gives you a crafted tell mess, uh, whisper message that you just paste into the game that will mm-hmm. whisper the person along with your offer based on what you chose to offer on the website. And then they can invite you to their game, and then you do the trade in-game, which is as smooth as it can be without actually having the website do the transaction for you. So, eh. I mean, back in the day when I first got my eBay account, and you know, I was I was buying up stupid shit like action figures. I, I go to Diablo at or search Diablo 2 and I'm like wait people are paying real money for virtual items this is yeah. stupid and then oh, 20 years, <laughs> and then 20 years later I spent $10 on a displacer kitten and yeah. idol champions because I am weak and the kitten has tentacles 
<laughs> and and it was for charity. And it was. That's what lets you sleep at night. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I have no problem buying digital goods if it's for charity, because at least it's for charity. So it's not a complete waste of money. I mean, I've I pretty much bought every uh, charity pet and wow. I really, I really think it's interesting to see the articles talking about how good, good boards of directors would demand Kotick resign. I'm like, actually, good board of directors are motivated by stock market performance, so maybe they wouldn't. I don't know. It seems weird to me. Like, I, I don't seem surprised. I'm not surprised that they don't want Kotick to resign. Like, of course they don't. They're making money. That's their job. They're a public well, company. Well, they don't get to make decisions based off what's right anymore. <laughs> Generally, CEOs are, who are at a company for a long time basically end up kind of picking their own board of directors. Oh, yeah. So That's, <laughs> you're right. It kind yeah. of becomes My apologies. Symbiotic. You're right. I forgot about that part. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's not talk about this anymore. All right, so, cool. <laughs> Sorry so about that, I folks. Have, <laughs> I have heard that their stock has tanked pretty bad oh okay well then that that will get people to listen mm-hmm. <laughs> well so um this other than waiting for the latest details of the acta blizzard situation of the actard are we back to actard Blizz, uh, Blizz, blizzavision blizzvision call it what it is a shit show okay <laughs> what have you been playing instead oh wait i'll go first I played some more Divinity Original Sin 2. I had one night where I was doing okay and kind of getting back into it, and then I haven't been able to get myself to pick up the game since. So I may need to... to, uh, I mean, at this point, it's a 30-hour rule, but I may need to put it down, but I don't know how I feel, and I'm still looking for another PC RPG that I I can play while watching Critical Role. And it's really pissing me off that I can't find something that's working for me. But... Now I'm turning. Now I'm getting into a game funk because of that, and I probably need to just try some things rather than be like. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's the audible version of anxiety. In case you didn't know, that's, that's I, what it sounds like. I think. Like. <laughs> I think the first thing on your list, Chris, is to finish uh, SMT three. But then I'm then I'm not. I'm on a PC game. Is the problem. I know, but you can tick off SMT3 and then you can figure out whatever PC game you want to play. I pick... Kelly, don't tell Anna. If I pick, a... if I finish off SMT3, I was going to go sneak in and open her box of SMT5 and start playing that. You should. It's I good. I know I should do that, but I... it's hers. I can't let her I know. mean... Nobody tells long... okay? As long, see, Vod and I have a policy that, like, as long as you ask first, it's okay to play each other's games. No, I know. It's just, um, it's a physical copy, and if I'm playing it, she can't play it. But she's not playing it. I know, she's not playing it, but she's going to be like, well, as soon as I'm done with this game, I'm going to play that. And I'll be like, oh, fine. Maybe I can hide it downstairs. I don't know where it went. No. Maybe we sold it. I don't know. Yeah, we must have sold it. Yeah, we're clearing out all those games. <laughs> sold a game that it took it. you an. In- I'm gonna say sold a game that it took you an entire week to get. That yeah. that'll fly. Yeah, she'll totally buy that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
oh, I just need a good CRPG that isn't Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous because I don't own that yet. And I've been trying to wait for like a Black Friday sale on that. But um, that's where I'm at. Kelly, what have you been playing? Well, um, I've been playing more SMT5. I haven't gotten very far. I'm in like the second major area where you're going and rescuing some high school students. Um, so you know how people or SMT fans have been pissy because people keep comparing this one to Persona 5? Yeah, yeah. There, there's a section where you actually go into a high school and talk to other high school students. So well, I, I kind of see why pe- people are making the comparison. Yeah, how dare they? With them? Um, I mean, there's no social links, but there is a segment that is pretty much right out of Persona 4 where a uh, couple of students get kidnapped by demons and you have to go rescue them. All right. And including one of them that's kind of being troubled by demons. Um, so, I mean, th- thus far, this is the most modern SMT game that's been in the series thus far. And that instead of, you know, roaming the wasteland in a po- post-apocalyptic universe, that like you're actually in uh, areas that have people in them in an undestroyed Tokyo. So I don't see what all the bitching is about. Yeah, it seems quite different for the series then. Like that's I I mean my experience with the mainline is quite limited, but like 4 was pretty like you know, once you made it to Tokyo, it was post-apocalyptic. There weren't a lot of people. There wasn't a lot of um you know, atmosphere beyond that. It was a very oppressive mm-hmm. atmosphere, so that sounds quite different. Yeah, and bear in mind I'm very early in the story, so who who knows what's going to happen. And the story, if, you know, the the modern world has been a dream all along or, you know, what whatever weird shit they're going to pull. But as, as far as I'm concerned, like, I kind of appreciate that they – that they're taking the time to actually add some storytelling in it instead of just go, go explore this dungeon and talk to a random NPC and, oh, suddenly you're on the chaos path now. You didn't want Uh, the chaos path? You wanted the cool neutral path? Oh, sorry about that. Yeah. And, I mean, they... I I don't know if they're, like, telegraphing the whole chaos versus all paths right now, or... I mean, who knows? I honestly don't know what's going to happen, because this this has been a very different SMT experience, experience, at least compared to 3, which is still fresh in my mind. Yeah, no, it's it's a very good thing. Yeah. I appreciate that they're kind of taking a level up in storytelling and put a, basically putting more persona elements into SMT in a way. Ooh, I, I can imagine that does piss piss the longtime fans off, though. Yeah, but you know, it, they tried that again with four the being dark and bleak and not having a lot of interaction with people, and it didn't work. I, I certainly didn't jive with four. Mm-hmm. So, you know, kind of leveling up your storytelling, I feel like does the game a, a, more of a favor than a disservice. I just like yeah. the, the the difference experience here. Like, my problem with four is that it's on the DS. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. It has nothing to do with the storytelling or anything. Like, I just don't mm-hmm. want to hold the DS anymore in my hands. 
Well, not only that, because of four being on the DS, instead of actually having uh, cutscenes, you, you have what I call the uh, po- popsicle paper cutout cutscenes, where it's just portraits kind of talking to each other with text, sure. instead of the models actually showing emotion and I don't acting. know if... Um... SMT3 model faces and emotion don't really go together in my mind. Well, yeah. <laughs> so well, I don't yeah, know. That, that, the voice acting added a little bit to it yeah, in the yeah, remake, right. but it was still kind of emoting versus the, the cutscenes in SMT5 are like fully acted with character models actually doing stuff. And it kind of, I mean, it really adds to the storytelling. Um, Part of the reason why I was kind of feeling like I wasn't liking RPGs anymore is because nobody was bothering taking the time to animate any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of starting to get to me. And I, I appreciate that games are going – or JRPGs in particular are kind of going back to you know adding cutscenes and making them fully animated. And I, and I realize that it's kind of a budget thing, but it still kind of helps with storytelling in my mm-hmm. opinion. It helps with your connection with it, certainly. Yeah, yeah. So um, I've, I've play, been playing a lot of that. I've been playing a lot of it, a lot more Animal Crossing. Although Animal Crossing has been pissing me off because it has been crashing so bad lately. And they even put out an update on Wednesday, and I'm still getting crashes. And I keep googling trying to figure out why I'm getting crashes, and I feel like I'm the only one that's having this problem. Hmm. Um, so, so is it just switch. while you're? <laughs> <laughs> so is it when you're playing the regular game? Is it like the online visiting yeah. islands component, or? Oh, no? I, I haven't been online at all. It's been me playing the regular game, and I thought it was because I was doing too much and basically running out of RAM. But then this morning when I booted booted it up, I immediately get out of my house and the game crashed. Hmm. And I thought that I was going to have a conniption fit yesterday because I was decorating a house in the DLC and had been decorating for like a, at least an hour and was was finishing up and just wanting to change the color of a couple of items and it crashed. And I thought I had lost about an hour's worth of progress, but luckily it had saved it, it had saved what I had decorated. So as soon as you go back to the um, vacation island it'll take if it if it auto saved it'll take you right back to the house that you were working on and luckily i didn't lose that much progress but i'd still get to it and try to change the color of that one pot or try to change something and would still have crashes so it's like screw it i'm done decorating i'm just gonna go to lunch and save and be done with it and i just i'm frustrated because i have no idea what's causing the crashes hmm. other than me playing too long yeah like a like a ram leak or something like that that's weird yeah that, yeah that... oh god no i was just like thinking it sounds like a bethesda game on the ps3 yeah no it, it really does because i i just be playing for like an hour or so just you know running around my own island kind of making changes and stuff and then i go to put one thing down and get a hard crash to the uh main screen and the only way to fix it was to go go into the settings and skip a day huh 
That is really bizarre. Yeah, but but it, then like today, like I said, it crashed like as soon as I booted up the game and got into my island. It, you just don't even think about that coming from Nintendo. Usually, Nintendo stuff is usually so well polished that you don't mm-hmm. experience that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I've and I've been having this problem ever since the update. Man. And I, I know that there were some known bugs that were happening that were causing hard crashes. Like, um, if you had your island open and tried to redecorate a house, it would crash. But they had fixed that in an update. <sighs> so, I don't know what's going on there. It's it's annoying me. And I, I also feel like I'm never going to finish that stupid art museum because lately, every time Red showed up, he's had like either duplicate paintings I already have or like nothing's legit. And I think I only have like 10 paintings left that I need to get. <sighs> so um, the last thing I played and I, I booted it up last night just because I wanted the nostalgia. Um, I booted up um, Pokemon Shining. I think it's brilliant. Brilliant What's it called? Pearl and Shining Diamond? Brilliant yeah, Diamond br- and Shining Pearl? Uh, just p- Pearl. Whatever the, the modifier is for Pearl. I think it's Brilliant Pearl. Or no, maybe it's Brilliant Diamond. I don't know. <laughs> These make no sense. Br- dim- brilliance is a descriptor of diamonds. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. But yeah, I was talking about this to you guys last night, and now it's more apparent that uh, my chimchar is a monkey with its ass on fire. Though it evolved last night, and now it just has a tail that's on fire, so that's a little less unsettling. So, so I have my question that I always think whenever a new Pokemon game comes out. Where is the Pokemon game to start for a person who's not into Pokemon? Like, is there a good place to start? Is it always just the most recent one? Because they're all about, you know, like, all very similar? Yeah, it's just the most recent. Okay. Yeah. I I would say so. Um, Though I would put out a good word for um, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, because those are still readily available if you still feel like messing around with your 3DS, that is. But I felt like those two games uh, did enough different about the Pokemon series that it doesn't just feel like, um, you know, a whole bunch of doing the same thing over and over again. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, all the other ones, you know, you're raising Pokemon and getting gym badges. But in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, you're instead doing island challenges, and each island challenge is unique enough that you're not really doing the same thing twice. Don't I mean, you are fighting some Pokemon, but it's not... I don't even know how to describe it. It's it's not... It doesn't not, feel samey. Yeah, yeah, it's not the same exact thing you're going through four straight times. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's always been Pokemon is one of those like I missed out on and I kind of feel like, oh, that's one of those holes that I've never played. One of those JRPG holes in my yeah. experiences. Like I should play one at some point, just even if I hate it, just to kind of see. But yeah. And and the main reason why I'm I'm recommending Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon over Sword and Shield is because we, we talked about this recently on Backtrack and Sword and Shield kind of felt like a step back. Mm. Um, the the areas are a lot smaller. Um, 
even though they got they have it so that you see Pokemon on the map now, it that, that's kind of a nice thing, and you've got that wild area. But I don't know some something about Sword and Shield. The story wasn't as good, and it just. I always feel like the first Pokemon on any console generation is them trying to figure out what they can do with the hardware. And the second one on the console generation is them like having a really good story, like after they figured it out and sword and shield feels like that. Yeah. I mean that, that TikTok sort of cycle is pretty, pretty normal, mm-hmm. you know, like it's let, 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 let's get the engine going. Let's get it working well on this, this console. And then the next one we can kind of, uh, experiment a little bit more and do a little bit broaden out yeah which which then makes me wonder if the arceus is the (laughs) is the we figured out our shit oh Uh, yeah but isn't that like a total other (laughs) other direction so yeah so i don't know i i will be curious if they announce generation nine this year since as we all know pokemon is an annual uh title yeah, but this one they've got the the remake right now, and then the spinoff in February. Yeah. So so does that count as the next year's Pokemon title, or uh, you know, I don't think so. One, there'll be yet another one for Christmas time next year. I, I think Generation Nine's going to be November. They just haven't figured it out yet. They just keep cranking them out. Well, well, the, no reason to start doing it now. The the you know, Pearl just came out. They got Arceus in February. They, they got plenty of time to start advertising after Arceus. And they say last year was kind of different because um, instead of having a full-on new game, they just did the uh, DLC for the old games. Mm-hmm. Which I, I appreciate very much because the Ultra versions of Sun and Moon just felt like they should have been DLC. Yeah, yeah. Better better than trying to trying to get another... <laughs> like buy the game again like uh like yeah we don't have to do this anymore yep i i'm glad so i, I don't know how much i'm gonna continue with uh diamond and pearl for, or with pearl for right now i just booted it up just because i was um i i took like two two days off this week to get my covid booster and i really had nothing else going on so it's like i'm gonna boot this up and just see how it plays and i'm I'm fascinated at how much quicker this game feels compared to the original DS version, just as far as getting in and out of battle and um, the, the menu speed and that kind of stuff. And I, I was having a lot of fun with it. Um, Pearl has a special place in my heart because it was one of the first games, or one of the first Pokemon games that I played with my husband way back in the day, uh, 15 years ago. And it, it was kind of cute, um, our copies coming in the mail yesterday while we was wa- watching the first Ghostbusters. And it's like, oh, well, and we were watching our movie and playing Pokemon. I'm like, well, who, who did you pick for your starter? Oh, the monkey. Oh, so did I. And nice. <laughs> the, the other funny thing is that so our as you know, I've been having internet problems and we figured out it was because of our ethernet switch. So we, we get an Amazon delivery and it's, uh, it's both of our copies of Pokemon. And I'm like, well, what's in that big, what's in that bigger envelope? Oh, the switch. I'm like, wait, you, you ordered a new switch. <laughs> and, and Vaughn was like, yeah, the ethernet switch. I was like, oh, well, that, that was kind of poor wording. 
um, <laughs> That's Nintendo's fine, man. part. Because <laughs> he, he had been talking about getting a new uh, a newer Switch so that he could um, do Metroid mods on his old one. Because um, we've got that original model that uh, you can do hardware mods on. So it was like, wait, what? You what, you ordered a new Switch? Weren't you going to tell me that? Oh, Ethernet. Okay. <laughs> Much easier to acquire. Yeah, yeah. And well, not only that, the, the box that the Ethernet Switch in was about the same size as like a Switch Lite. Yeah. <laughs> So I was even more confused. <laughs> Goes and gets a switch, but it's a switch light, and he didn't tell you. <laughs> well, maybe he was sneaky, and when he opened the door and got the mail, he swapped it out with an Ethernet switch box. Ooh, that would have been sneaky. We've replaced Kelly's switch with an Ethernet switch. We'll see if she <laughs> notices the difference. Uh. I, it also crashes when it tries to play Animal Crossing. Yeah, really. Wow. I, I'm just happy. I, I'm just happy that uh, our internet our internet hasn't been sucking ever since we figured out that We're issue. We're all happy I, about that. Yes. Oh my god, that has been a nightmare to deal with. Uh, you you never realize how much your life depends on the internet when you can't watch anything without it dipping every five minutes. <laughs> Not to mention having to watch DVDs on, or watch movies on DVD like a caveman. <laughs> yeah, how do we do that again? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because we have a file server with all of our movies on it. And because of the Ethernet switch thing, we had we had it turned off. And we were like, wait, we, I want to watch Ghostbusters before we go see the new movie. How are we going to watch it? Well, don't we have it on DVD? Well, yeah, but that involves going downstairs and digging through the DVD shelves. And we were both like, well, it's not streaming anywhere, so I guess that's how we're going to have to do this. (laughs) You uh, never realize how archaic DVDs are until you have to go do that. I can't have shelves of DVDs anymore. They just end up in the floor, knocked there by the cat. Yeah. Screw your DVDs. I Pretty want much. attention. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the, the new Buster, Ghostbusters is really good, by the way. Um, pr- pretends like the sequels don't exist, though. Oh, well. <laughs> when I was a kid, I really liked Ghostbusters, too. And I, after Kelly, watching the first... I have one what? question for you. Is Rick what? Moranis in it? No. Yeah, well, it doesn't count. I don't think Rick Moranis has been in anything for no, like a, at least he's a fully, decade. He's fully retired. It's just yeah. Bugs. <laughs> How dare he? Oh. I, I was about to say something and realized that that was going to be a major spoiler. Um, no. Oh, Rick Moranis Tam, died, thinking, says Tam. <laughs> no, you're thinking Harold Ramis. He was the one that actually he, died. He and die, yeah. Yeah. The, the movie addresses that. But I can't say anything else because of massive spoilers. Um, let's let's just say that watching the original movie first didn't do the actors any service. No. <laughs> um, but it, it's still really good. Uh, that is an old movie now. The original. Yeah, ni- nineteen eighty four. I was yeah. two classic years cinema. Old. 
<laughs> we're we're as far enough away from that now as as you know like the the Turner classic movies from the 1940s were back then when yeah, we those, were kids. You have to you have to watch Ghostbusters in black and white now. That's how that works. <laughs> That's how that works. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't feel old until Nick and I started showing TGIF TGIF stuff. Oh, I'm sorry. It's like, wait, I thought that this was a way for like I Love Lucy and Dobie Gillis. Oh, I guess that stuff is 30 years old now. No, no, the people who grew up watching that stuff are now dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, now they got feel- different nostalgia to feed off of. I was going to say, help me feel young again, Josh. Did you play anything new and shiny this week? No, no, I can't help you at all. <laughs> uh, same, uh, play more of the same. More more Persona 5 Strikers, which is good. I'm like I, I'm like in the third area now in mm-hmm. uh, Sapporo. So so continuing the, the road trip on that. That's it's good. I'm liking the, the pacing in that game. And then uh, mostly played more of Get In The Car Loser. I got through the third act of that. The boss at the end of the third act is a complete and total jerk, like Sam said. <laughs> <laughs> but thankfully I'm playing on easy mode, and the easy mode is actually easier now, so it wasn't too bad. About my only complaint with the battle system in that is, you know, like I, like I think I have described before, like you have these different setups for your characters. So you can have a setup where you assign different items to them and then that determines what they do. So they might have the option of either attacking or doing like stagger damage. And so you'll set it up beforehand, like, okay, I'll use this item, which will do stagger damage. And then you have three different setups that you can alternate between in battle. So you set this all up ahead of time. You assign the different items to the different characters and then you can just toggle between the different uh, the different setups once you're in battle. The problem is, is that you can't change it when you're in battle. So you have to decide this beforehand. And so I'm in the middle of this the boss battle against this guy, and I'm kind of pecking away at him, and it just kind of clicks with me. I'm like, oh, if I had picked, you know, like if I had done like one character, have them taunt and that so they can tank and then do the next setup where they actually attack and then this other one and I need this character actually to be healing all the way through so that the because this boss just hits like a truck so I want my tank I want to just be constantly healing my tank and it just kind of clicked with me I'm like oh I could set this up and this would be so much better and more efficient but I'm in the middle of this battle and there's no way to change it and I just have to like exit out of the battle and start over again from scratch and he's not killing me so maybe I'll just keep you know like it the the battle just ended up taking quite a while on like my second time through but I eventually beat him it's one of those things like, man, I wish there was some way I could go in and just tweak it in the middle of battle. I don't know why that, you know, there's some of those things where you're just like, why is that an option? Why can't I change it in the middle of battle? Like, ah, oh, well. But the writing in that game is fun. Think, speaking about like personal anxieties, like the third act is all about the main characters, like anxieties about their own, you know, personal issues. And it was just like really well written like spoke to me a lot. 
the writing in the game is unsurprisingly fantastic. I'm just enjoying the heck out of that. Highly, and highly recommend it. When I'm in between games, I need to boot this up because I did download the free bit of it, and I have a feeling I'm going to like it enough to want to do to definitely get the DLC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's I, even the, even the DLC is only like ten bucks or something like that. It's not not terribly expensive, but yeah, definitely download the game. It's free. Play it. It's not a super long game. It's more in like the fifteen to twenty hour range, so it's not super long. Something nice to kind of play in between other big things. And it and it plays perfect. You do not need a like a powerful. It is only PC, Mac, Linux, but you don't need some sort of like really powerful system to play it. I'm playing it on my on my MacBook. It plays fine. Oh, that that sounds awesome. Um, you, you said that you're still enjoying Strikers very much. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm still enjoying Strikers. I don't know that there's much. To, <laughs> it, it it is a well done side quest sort of or you know side game but i you know like i don't think there's a ton of depth to the story but that's fine it's just kind of like this fun little side romp you know i'm just going on a uh, a summer road trip with all of the persona 5 people and it's been long enough that i'm like i actually kind of miss the persona 5 cast and just kind of getting the little dip back in has has been a lot of fun and the combat has been fun the way they integrate that into the persona system, you know, like, uh, the, the way you can, even though you're in the middle of just this action combat, you just kind of like pull up your personas and it kind of pauses everything. And you can, you know, it's still all about hitting weaknesses and pulling off all out attacks. And just, just like it was in the, the regular turn-based persona. It's, it's oh. a really well done, like uh spinoff. And it, I, if, if the stuff I've read on like how long to beat, is and the way it feels like it's going it's not an overly long game it's not you know like 80 hours long like some of the other whatever it was the the uh etrian odyssey persona spinoff which right now my mind is blanking on persona q, uh, q, q2 yes 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 those those games went on a little bit too long for my taste um, I, I will say, since since you kind of have a cursory understanding of base persona, I think that you could get into SMT five very easily. I mean, they're practically yeah. the same game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's just missing the persona at the end. I mean, just just go back to the old days where it was Shin Megami Tensei persona. So obviously, they're the same thing, right? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it may be same thing. It, it may be next on my list whenever I finish up uh, Persona Persona Five Strikers. Um, the only thing that I that is a knock against it is some of the traversion in the huge open areas can be kind of a pain in the butt. Because I got I that's why I haven't gotten very far in the game because I got sucked into trying to explore, but I also got incredibly lost trying to figure out okay what cliff do I need to get to to actually get up here because the <laughs> ma- the map does a terrible job of showing elevation and spots where you can jump. Um, luckily, the game kind of has a breadcrumb system where these like there are these like little shiny crystals and. I found that the trick is to just try to follow the crystals and hope that you find it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's been one of my few gripes with Persona 5 Strikers. There are, there are times where you have to 
do some traversal and every once in a while I'll just get kind of lost as to where the heck the next place is. I need to go like I can see exactly where I need to get to, but I have no clue how it is I'm supposed to get there. And I don't know if that's just like playing in handheld mode, if it would be a little bit easier to pick out where I'm supposed to go on on a TV or what. But there there have been a few times where I've kind of gotten lost as to where the heck you're supposed to go next. Yeah, I, I was trying to get through an area where the only elevated part was like a parking garage. And I think I had circled that parking garage like a dozen times and gun to my head, I couldn't figure out how to get to where I needed to go. Uh, I just stumbled upon it by accident. Um, luckily, they, there's a fast travel system in that game in SMT5 to where you can move in between save points and you can warp back automatically to the last save point that you saved at. Um, it's just a matter of trying to get to the next one so that you can actually know what you're doing. Um, mm. And and it sounds like Strikers kind of has a similar problem. Yeah. Uh, you would think that we'd have solved this right now. I know I realized I had this exact same problem in Xenoblade Chronicles too, where there was so much elevation that it was impossible to tell how to get up to certain spots. Yeah, Xenoblade, uh, the original, had that sometimes, too, where, mm-hmm. you know, like, you just couldn't figure out exactly how to get there. Like, that was um, the fun. Sometimes that was the fun for me in Xenoblade, was, to, like, trying to figure out how to get to some, like, you know, hidden chest I could see. And it's like, okay, how do I get up above there and fall down and get to it? And then sometimes it was a total pain in the butt. <laughs> I just want to um, turn this in, and I don't know what level of the city this guy's on. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad that they fixed that in the remake where they just show a line that is like, okay, your ramp that you can't see is all the way around here. Just follow the line. Yeah. Thank goodness. (laughs) Um, And who knows, maybe I might end up with an ability or something later on that can show that stuff in SMT5. Um, That's the thing. I haven't read anything about the game. So I don't know if there's going to be like a double jump that you can unlock later to get to higher places easier or what. Double jump, uh, something they should give you early on. Yeah, yeah, they should. Um, sorry, I somehow turned this back into SMT5. No, no, no. Is that, oh, no, that, I was just thinking that you've never played it. Uh, made, well, you said that you bounced on four. Yeah, and, I bounced on four. I and five I, to go. I could definitely recommend five as a starter entry for the baseline series because it's pretty accessible from what I've played so far. Four, four had great atmosphere. It just didn't the the story j- just did not continue to hook me. I mean, there there are great there were like some really great moments in four that 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 moment once you get out of that first dungeon and get into actual Tokyo was like an amazing moment in the video game. But mm-hmm. just the story and the characters just did not like keep me engaged in that game. And I had other got frustrated with like, even just trying to figure out where the heck you were supposed to go next. Cause the map was terrible. Yeah. The map, the map was my main issue. Um, I think you said before they really expected you to know Tokyo way too well. Yeah, they expected you to have a working knowledge of Tokyo geography, and if you didn't, if you didn't know, like, oh, this area of Tokyo is like southeast of here, you know, like you were kind of lost. You'd have to like hunt around and find the NPC who would tell you actually where the heck it was you needed to go. 
Or or play with a guide. Take your pick. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I had the guide that came with the game, and it didn't even help. No, no, that guide was terrible. <laughs> I had that, too. I had the collector, whatever the... Was it the launch edition or collector's edition? I don't even remember I think, now. I think it was, like, the launch edition. Yeah, it came with that little guide. Yeah, that did that didn't help. Oh, well. Um, so, are we ready to get into feedback? Yeah, I think so. Um, our question last week was what other children's story should be turned into a Souls-like? And our first answer was from Kroll. Um, to be honest, I just want to play Kelly's Oz, R- Oz RPG now. But as an yeah. alternative, how about a... <laughs> How about a Narnia JRPG? You've got a ready-made party in Peter, Susan, Edmund, and Lucy, and a huge world to explore and enemies to battle. Plus, this is a JRPG, and therefore, in the end, you're fighting God, so you get to battle Aslan for the end, for uh, being a jerk to Susan in the last book. (laughs) See, I've, I've only ever seen the first movie version of the Chronicles of Narnia, so... Yeah, I'm trying to... Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. So what, attack and dethrone Aslan? That would not really jive well with the source material for you to do that. <laughs> Probably not. Um, Probably not. Take some liberties with it. <laughs> no, the, the Voyage of the Dawn Treader would be a better... Um setting i think than the than the first book um because there's more like non hey aslan is jesus have you figured it out yet there's some more Uh, stuff going on but yeah all right one of my favorite youtubers has a t-shirt that says uh aslan is jesus's persona yeah i i want that shirt so bad but i would probably get stabbed where i live <laughs> my cat is trying to chew the corner of my monitor. Like, oh, don't let her do that. Why? One of the Kitten Academy cats like broke a two thousand dollar TV doing that. Oh. <laughs> well, her the her mouth is small enough that she's not able to puncture the screen. It looks like while she's doing it. <laughs> yeah, as soon as it looks like teeth are getting towards the screen part, I think you're right. I'm gonna have to start throwing citrus on there and stuff yeah yeah i've also seen tiktoks of cats uh breaking macbooks doing that yeah they are not allowed to do that to a macbook um, <laughs> given your history with macbooks i'll need that total tech plan first on the best <laughs> that we talked about pre-show hi um, hello are you gonna are you being a troublemaker kitty this morning put you on the camera if you're live here at twitch.tv slash rpgamery, you can see my kitty cat. Aww. Look at her. I've been trying to play with her with a toy, but all it's done is make her get more more crazy. <laughs> and now she's <laughs> chewing on monitors and looking out the window and sticking her butt in my face. Hi, here's a toy. I mean, what are cats for if not for to stick their butt in your face? Well, that's a good point. You can chew mm-hmm. on this all you want. No, you um, don't want this. Okay. No. I want to chew on the expensive thing. Of course. Um, from uh, I'm going to butcher this name bad, so correct me next show. Ba- Batacolid? Batacolid. 
that a called? Um, FF7, the first soldier, will surprisingly have controller support, Chris. Doesn't make it a real console, but it's something, right? It, uh, it is. That's true. It is something. Uh, that those ads on Twitter for that have been taunting me so bad. It's a battle royale, Kelly. On your I know. phone. Well, I, guess I know. With controllers, so. Uh. I know. Um, from Strawberry Eggs, she. Oh, I missed out last week's question, so I'll answer it anyway. And uh, Cassandra, I'll allow it because you're awesome. Um, there's a fair number of games. I feel I'm the only person who didn't hate it. To name one prominent example, Tales of Symphonia: Dawn of the New World. I absolutely adore the game, and while I knew a few other people that also like it, it seems that game gets an undue amount of hate. Cassandra, I too like that game, so you're not alone. Um, as for this week's question of the week, maybe the Redwall series could make an inter- interesting Souls-like. Oh. Create a mouse, squirrel, auto, otter, etc. character and fight monstrous vermin, even with more monstrous bosses based on the book's main villains like Connie the Scourge and Slagger the Cruel. Um, although I'm remembering Fetter Ferrets are considered vermin and red wool. You know what? They'll be playable good beasts just because. Hey, Cassandra, can we have playable cats? Cassandra, you have ferrets, so you know that they are bad guys. They steal your stuff and hide it. That's a bad guy thing. Yeah, uh, (laughs) as as the owner of murder beasts that (laughs) love to murder cute animals. um, Cats are definitely evil, too. Yeah. Matt was telling me offline the other day that one of it that his cat was trying to get into the house and she was throwing a dead rat at the door to knock on the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, she's chaotic evil. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, all cats are, but that's like another level. Like, hey, let me in, thunk. <laughs> I'm throwing corpses at your door until you let me in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, is this supposed to make me want you to let you in, Cat? I don't. I don't think I want to let you in anymore. I remember one of my outdoor cats having a. I don't know what the hell was in his mouth, and my mom slammed the door in his the screen door in his face as he was trying to walk in, and he just gave her this look like, "But I brought you a present. That was rude." And <laughs> this is why I have indoor cats now. <laughs> Um, from from Louis Mel Sanchez, Dumbo would be a perfect fit. Ooh. Imagine con- imagine controlling an enraged elephant and fighting the circus staff in order to find his mother. It would certainly be very obscure. Um, uh, man, so he, does he, does Dumbo block attacks with his ears? Is that the thing? Like, that, how does that? That work? would be cool. Yeah, and then he, he could pick up a sword and wield it with his trunk. Yeah, and then he'd use or his big ears to glide on people. Yeah. <laughs> it's an elephant. But it'll be dark and gritty, so, you know, there'll just be oh, blood so going much everywhere. Blood. He's going to be covered. He'll be red. <laughs> yeah, elephants are scary. Especially mad too, elephants. This might be too dark. <laughs> <laughs> Grim dark, though. Oh. Um, he finds his mother, and it's, and she got, tur- or she got turned into a piano, and you have to fight the evil <laughs> piano. Like, I'm thinking Cthulian horror, and then here you come out with piano. Like, oh, yeah. God. There's not enough ivory from two tusks to make a piano, and also the rest of the piano is not made of the elephant. I know. I was trying to make it spooky. Okay. It's possessed with the spirit. 
<laughs> Who can fly um, too? No. From uh, Shaman, looking forward to the How the Grinch Stole Christmas with How Cindy Lou. How the Grinch Lou. Souls Christmas. How the Grinch Souls Christmas. I completely misread that. How the Grinch Souls Christmas with the Cindy Lou Who Super Boss. It'd be hell heavy on the stealth elements, obviously. Which made me wonder. I think all of the Grinch games have always been just kind of dumb kids platformers. Yeah. Why haven't they made a Grinch game but in the Thief Engine? Well, also, I'm flipping that. Cindy Lou's the hero. Grinch is the okay. bad boss. And you're killing the Grinch in this one. The Grinch is not, his heart is not growing. The only time his heart grows three times the size is when he's powering up to his final form. And you will destroy <laughs> that heart and drain it of its blood to return the Christmas energy to all the children at the end. By the way, he's stealing Christmas energy and it's filling his heart. It's real dark. Oh, God. Yeah. This this could be called... This could be colorful as hell and dark at the same time, which I love that contrast. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then finally from Tracer 3, James and the Giant Peach. It would be an interesting way to play as James and the crew as they defend the peach from all manner of danger. I've never read the book, so I don't Mm -hmm. get it. Other than I I know there's a big peach. (laughs) I saw the movie. So, so... James and the Giant Peach, if you're going to defend a peach from danger, that strikes me as more like a roguelike. And like, See, that's a, and that strikes me as more of a tower, tower defense. Tower defense? Well, I was thinking you were riding the peach around the world like an FTL oh. spaceship or something. But, okay. <laughs> or it could be like that one Atlas game, Rock of Ages, where you have to like oh. set up defense and then roll the peach down the hill. Mm-hmm. There's so many ways you could go with that. Um... You're just a peach. From... You you boot up the game and you're a peach, and you can't move because you're a peach. So it's just staring uh, at the screen how long to figure out how long it takes you to quit. From Hen Cable in the chat, I, my suggestion was I was toying with was uh, Kingdom Hearts Disney Souls. Oh no, we can't do more Kingdom. We can't encourage that <laughs> Kingdom Souls. I mean, we're already getting that with uh, a new story later. So, oh no, really? What? More Kingdom Hearts? No. Oh. Kingdom uh, Souls? Chaos. Okay. Chaos. 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 Yeah. I hate chaos. Uh, I hate chaos. <laughs> I hate chaos. It's, it's, it gets into everywhere. I mean, Disney or Souls, that... we already had this with Dumbo already. So, what else are we adding to that? Hmm. Um... So our, our new question of the week, because I don't know if we're taking next week off or not for Thanksgiving. Um, could, could go either way, but uh, our question of the week, what did you get on Black Friday? Yeah. Did you find any deals? Am I going to be like last year where I spend $200 on Newegg cards and buy the whole eShop? There you go. If we you bought see. the whole eShop, you wouldn't have anything left to buy. If I bought the whole eShop, I would have way too many SD cards. Mm. But you don't have to download the whole eShop. Just buy it. Yeah, that's true. You would have so many trashy Nintendo. (laughs) So many trashy games on the Switch. (laughs) There's so much garbage. I don't even know how much space is left on my SD. Okay, I still have... See, system memory, I have 15 gigabytes left. SD card, it doesn't, I have 41 gigabytes left. 
I was about to say my SD card is almost full because of the little meter, but 41 gigabytes, that's still quite a bit. I don't even remember what size uh, SD card I have in this. I want to say it was like either a 128 or a 256. I, I bought one for like dirt cheap a couple of years ago. Maybe you're looking for an SD card on Black Friday. Maybe. I don't even know what size I bought. I, I'm looking it up on Amazon right now just because I'm curious. But um, so, yeah, that, that was our feedback. Um, you can probably just leave it on the show comment thread because that's where I've been getting feedback most. Um, we we don't really get any tweets anymore, do we? Yeah, we're not doing feedback on tweets anymore. Is it Put it on the show thread. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Put it on the show thread. It's the easiest to get to there. Um, now we've got news. News. Hey, remember Outriders? Uh, vaguely. Oh, this is uh, Screen Enix Destiny, right? Right. Yeah. Well, um, it's got it's an not expansion. Dead yet? <laughs> no, it's got an expansion announced apparently. Well, good for it. It's called World Slayer and is set to release in 2022, and no details have been released at this time. We're, we're totally doing it, but we don't know what we're doing. Um, we've also got a new update that is out now that adds more expeditions and a transmog system, which I'm amused that other places are calling their apparent system a transmog system now. That is surprising to me as well. But. Yeah. If it communicates um, it and it's not trademarked, go for it. Yep. Still not playing um, this game. <laughs> isn't it free on uh, Game Pass? Don't care. <laughs> yeah, still can't. Can't give it away. <laughs> um, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic is going to have a physical limited run uh, release announced. So we're going to have the premium edition that comes with... Let's see, a steelbook case, reverse character concept or character concept art cards, a reverse twenty-four by eighteen poster, a light side and dark side commemorative coin, a security spike USB drive for the PC version only, an Ebonhawk metal pen, a foil stamped hardcover box hardcover box, and a certificate of authenticity. Um, this premium edition is ninety dollars, but for a uh, hundred and eighty you get all of that plus a vibroblade letter opener, a replica POSIX set, a Darth Revan miniature lightsaber hilt replica, um, hardcover strategy guide, and then the box and cert- certificate of authenticity. So, sounds great if you're a Star Wars nerd. If you're really wanting a Knights of the Old Republic physical edition, fancy, fancy one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm sorry. I was I was just thinking. I read on Twitter today that uh, Ron Gilbert apparently hand signed all seven thousand certificates of authenticity for um, Monkey Island, mm. the Monkey Island box set, which I bought for Vaughn for Christmas last year, mm-hmm. and could have bought it and not told him, and just surprised him this year with it for Christmas, as long as that's taken to get done. Um, but Vaughn made mention when I said that yesterday. He's like. I hope that I got get the signature from like the first hundred signatures where it's actually legible versus like signature um, nine or six thousand nine hundred or something where it's just a scribble. One would hope. 
one one would hope hey uh speaking of uh kingdom arts souls and or kingdom hearts and tetsuo nomura we've got more details from stranger of paradise final fantasy origin the final fantasy souls all right well, the one what? where they hate chaos yes. yes do they still hate chaos kelly um, they didn't release a video, so I'm not sure. I have a feeling they didn't release a video because they didn't want people to meme it to death. What a um, So they, they were showing some of the other locations, including Provoca. Vicky? Vicky? The pirate. Vicky, oh, yeah. The pirate or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, that pirate look, looks like something, all right. <laughs> um. Yeah, they're showing Provoca, which I think in the original game is where you commandeer a ship from pirates, and then a soul shield that lets you absorb attacks. Um, yeah, I'm I'm still curious about this game set to release on March 18th. I, I mean, it looks good. I mean, it looks perfectly fine, despite all the internet's hatred or you know, like, memification of it. Like I said, it, it, it looks fine. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't seem to play or sound fine. I I had fun with what little I played of it. But Kelly, when he turns on the Blimp Biscuit and leaves the room. Uh... <laughs> no, in, in my head canon, it was uh, Tiny Tim's Tiptoe Through the Tulips. <laughs> oh, wait, no, that wasn't the song I put in. It was one of the other Tiny Tim songs. It came from the The Mad Now Dog soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Which was just f- full of comedy gold for that name. Um, uh, Atelier Sophie you, too. Yeah, we got more details um, and more story stuff to talk about. Though I, I didn't play Sophie this. one. Um, I haven't played. I only played like a hand, a little bit of Sophie one. Um, I'm amused that you in, encounter a goddess named Elvira, mm-hmm. which that's not what I think about when I think of Elvira. I wonder if that will be localized differently. It might <laughs> we'll be. Just stick with it. Um, Sophie can also change the weather, apparently. Yep, that's one of the big things now. You can change the weather. It can let you get to different places. Oh, interesting. So you go to a new, you go to an alternate reality. Yeah. That's kind of the future slash past slash, I don't know, weird plot device so we can have everyone from the series in the same same gotcha. game okay of course <laughs> of course um we've got lx2 showing off its factions this is that uh thq nordic game yeah that t um, like that's gonna help me identify <laughs> the the sequel to the game that we couldn't remember right okay <laughs> does that help narrow no it down? <laughs> I don't so, know. It looks like there's factions and you have to choose between them. I'm watching this trailer. It's a dude standing by some barrels. I don't get yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we now we have black and white. Oh, what is going on? This trailer sucks. All right, what's this game about, <laughs> Kelly? What's the story? Um, or what's the news story a- at least? <laughs> And it's showing off its factions. One of the returning factions is the Berserkers, who are a group of skilled mag- magicians. Um, they were in the first game, apparently. And then you've got the Outlaw faction. I don't even know what they do. I'm guessing they're outlaws. Yeah, and then there's a 
Albs faction, which, which are like warriors. Robots. Yeah. There's clerics. There's berserkers. So is this I'm a guessing there are. Whole, yeah, I'm guessing there are whole quest lines you have to do before you can uh, get into one of these factions. I it, that's what it sounds like to me. Okay, so you have a jetpack. You fly around on your jetpack and you you shoot stuff. It's third person. And okay, this looks terrible to me, but what do I know? Maybe it'll be great. It's a sequel. Surely it's good, <laughs> right? You're right. I'm sorry. It's uh, one of those things that I've, or one of those games that I've never heard of, much less didn't realize it was popping one up for a sequel. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those, like, there, there was a first game? Yeah. <laughs> hey, here's another game where I'm having that feeling Light Fairy Tale 2. Yeah, episode two. Okay. And I don't remember this, the first one. <laughs> at least this game looks kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Very uh, old school RPG. Um, so fair, fairy tale is or light fairy tale is a turn based RPG, and this one continues the story of Haru and Ayaka as they travel to reunite with an old friend. And this episode two lets you import all of your stats from the previous game. Okay. It looks cute enough. I don't see anything about a price or... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Priced at $10. So I wonder... I don't know. They well, misspelled one of those games that hiding looks in their trailer. Say what? They misspelled the word hiding in their trailer. <laughs> Hitting a dark secret. Um, oh, looks this like is it's that Final thing. Fantasy VII. The models look like it's um, kind of a Bravely Default sort of thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Cute. Yep. So this is the next story is the new uh, NIS RPG whose Japanese game I can barely pronounce, but I can tr- pronounce the title. I can't which is do this one. <laughs> eating Ooh. the corpses and, as an adventure meal. Which is Shikabane Gurai no Boken Meshi. That sounds pretty awesome there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this is like the roguelike where I guess you're using the corpses of your enemies to make food so that you can boost your stats. Great. So when you uh, die, you lose everything except like the recipes that you've unlocked. I think uh, so. The interesting take on it. Yeah. Roguelite. It, it looks kind of cool. Roguelite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, comes out uh, January 27th next year in Japan, and there's no mention of a Western release yet. Yeah, but when's the last time NIS made something and didn't release it in the West? Um, Very rarely happens. Yeah. And then I was hoping that Anna would be on so that I could ask her about this because the uh, Brownie Brown announced a Switch port of their game Agula and the Land of the Red Cap. Oh wow! And they're calling it Aguila Rebirth, and she played at the original she Aguila did. and yeah. liked it. And I wanted to know, like, when this comes to Switch, should I get it? Mm-hmm. Anna, did Kelly get Aguila Rebirth when it comes to Switch? Anna says yes. Okay. There we go. Question answered. <laughs> so yeah, they they. Uh, are basically upraising the iOS and Android versions of this and will include controller support, a new UI, additional events, rebalanced gameplay, and enhanced graphics. Why don't they re- um, why don't they upres them on the iOS and Android as well? 
those systems are better now than they used to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're more powerful than the Switch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe it's already I, I, happened. I don't know. I guess Brownie Brown is now called One Up Studio, and I it was made yeah. made by uh, Mana Series designers. Yeah, this is why it looks like Legend of Mana. <laughs> yeah. Kemioka Shin- Shinichi and Koji Tsuda. Um, and you control an elf named Chabo, who... I'm looking at Eglia on the App Store. It's now called uh-huh. Eglia Offline. Apparently, originally, it was an online-only game because oh. of reasons. <laughs> See, um, I couldn't remember if it was a free-to-play game or if it was a buy-permanently game. I thought the Anna said it was a buy-permanently game. Yeah, but... Yeah. Okay. The company name has changed. The company... The last two updates have been changes to the company name who owns the game. Uh, on iOS, it's now called owned by Brownies Incorporated. Um, they have not pushed an update to make it owned by One Up Studios yet, so I don't know what's up with that. Um, still available on iOS, hasn't been updated really in a while, so yeah, I don't think uh, there. I think uh, all their effort is going in the Switch version. Well, now I'll get a chance to play it. Um, and you said it looks like Legend of Mana. Apparently, it also plays like Legend of Mana because new areas of the world are sealed within eggs, and you're tasked with uh, finding the eggs to construct houses and summon spirits. Huh. So, Anna loves this game, so yeah, I can't wait did. to give it a try. Mm-hmm. I remember and, the people who played it liked it. Um, and that is all of the news. Now we are into the briefs. Uh, the there new are a lot. States. Um, so many final fantasy 7 the first soldier is out now uh to an ios android near you the ads are like it's an rpg battle royale be be the first soldier and the last soldier so how about i not be either soldier and i just not play it the trailer seriously says guns swords magic summons okay you can you can apparently ride around on a motorcycle that's kind of cool and that being said, I want to give it a fair shake. You know shake, what this reminds I... me of? You know what this reminds mm. me of, Kelly? Final Fantasy 16's a thing. When's that coming out? I have not heard anything about 16. I thought Nobody they were going to say, some, say something at Tokyo Game Show, and they've yeah. been silent. Uh, I, I mean, I know. And I was saying that's how this was going to go, but it still bugs me. Um, we've also got the Ruin King, the League of Legends story out now, and that trailer looked really freaking cool. Yeah. Um, apparently came out last week and we missed it. So, ah, yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's a thing. Single player RPG based in League of Legends. Um, I also thought I heard that there was an anime of League of Legends. Yeah. Out they're doing all good. sorts of, they're, they're doing the whole polymorphic content thing. League of Legends on all the mediums. Go League of Legends. So I guess it's for people that are curious about that lore but don't want to get into the cesspool that is the base game. Mm-hmm. League of Legends curious, but not wanting <laughs> to dive in. Yeah. Yeah, I've been that way. Well for also, a while. I mean that the um what's it Riot is trying to branch out to multiple game types and multiple income streams, so it's okay to not have anything to do with the base game. You like this sort of gameplay instead, which they don't show enough of the actual gameplay here. Like I don't see. Yeah, I couldn't tell if it was a turn-based RPG or if it was a um, 
if it was like a dungeon crawler like Diablo. Because I thought it's turn based, but they're running around like it's a Diablo game. So I'm very confused. I was confused too. Let's see. Uh, It's thirty bucks. Um, PS5 and Xbox Series XS specific versions will come out later, like enhanced versions. Um, and you'll get free upgrades to those. But for now, it's on PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Um, hmm. Having that on Switch might be nice. Wow. Um, as as for games not coming out on Switch but releasing elsewhere, uh, Dandy Ice is now out on PS4. This was the Magician RPG. Um, we've also got a physical release for Kena Bridge of Spirits out now, which oh. I'm told was a really good game. Yeah, it was like on Game... Was it on Game Pass? No, it was free on Epic, wasn't it? Or is it... No, it's just on Epic. I don't know anymore. Whatever. PS4, PS5 version, 50 bucks. Um, We've got uh, Genshin Impact version 2.3 update launching next week. I bet they add new characters for you to buy. Probably. I didn't read too into that update. Yeah, we're not going to. (laughs) I... (laughs) It's there for the Genshin people. Yeah, go, go have fun with your anime girls. Um, it's supposed to be a good game. I don't know why we don't care that much, but we just don't. <laughs> I don't know. I I got tired of the advertisements for it, to be honest, because before I bought YouTube Premium, that's all my ads were was Genshin Impact. Isn't YouTube Premium nice? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> YouTube Premium, Twitch Premium, two essential services in my life. I mean, when when all you have to entertain yourself during work all day is YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've also got Mech Jammer releasing on PC, Mac, and Linux on December second. This was um, let's see, what was it? A cyberpunk RPG. I don't know. This yeah. trailer's rough. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's certainly. I... It, it's certainly a decision for the beginning part to make it look like an, a Sega CD <laughs> yeah. video. Yeah, just a tad. Um, and unfortunately, the way they <laughs> the way they did the, it's European dating in the trailer, so it looks like it comes out February twelfth, um, twenty twenty one, which is not true. <laughs> it's December second, but it's you know date month. Anyway, what's Archvale? Um, that's that's out. That's coming out. All right, it's coming out. It's coming out on December 2nd, and it is a uh, bullet hell RPG. So it looks oh. like a twin stick shooter. Um, the trailer was giving me Enter the Gungeon vibes. Yeah. And Isaac. Yeah. Could, could be cool. If it's if it's not as hard as Enter the Gungeon, I would want to check it out, because Enter the Gungeon made me want to throw things. Um, we've also got Grim Dawn heading to the Xbox One on December 3rd. What's Grim Dawn about? Well, hold on. Oh, hold a- on. You didn't say where, where Arch Archvale's coming out. Oh, sorry. Uh, PC, Xbox question. One, and Switch. Um, and it's on Game Pass on the Xbox One. And there's a demo on the PC. And then there's a 10-minute video you can watch to see if you're into that. For Grim Dawn, I feel like we've heard of that one before. Um, oh, right, right. Yeah. that's the, the Diablo-style game. Um, and now it's coming out on Xbox One. Woohoo! Um, we've got Wolfstride coming out on December 7th. Uh, this is about a Yakuza member who enters an ultimate mech tournament. 
and it's uh, what? black and white style. <laughs> yeah, the black and white style was getting me because it's anime, and I just like you know I'm like anime. It should be bright and colorful, and the you know the colors should pop off the screen. And instead, they went black and white, and I'm just like, wow, that's a weird choice. Yeah. When I when I when I when I see black and white, I think you're trying to evoke, you know, like period piece, film noir. You're trying to capture that sort of a feel, and that's not. So I'm still trying to figure out, like, what are they trying to capture by going black and white here? I'm not uh, sure. Um, who knows? And, and yeah, I don't blame you because when I turned or started the trailer and it went to like full anime, hardcore music, I was like, I was expecting this to be a noir. Yeah. <laughs> So weird, weird we disconnect go. for me. Well, this is We've uh, got Raw Loop Fury. Hero. That's the Swedish company, right? We've got Loop Hero heading to the Switch on December 9th. Hey, I can't finally. wait to try this. Yeah. Um, it's fourteen ninety nine, and we'll have a ten percent discount if you pre-purchase. I am very curious about this. We've got a deep look from uh, Zach Webster. If you're curious, but yeah, can't wait to try that. Um, we've got Vaporium Lockdown coming to PlayStation and Xbox for uh, on December 10th. That's the, this uh, is a yeah, first steampunk. person dungeon crawler, like Grimrock, but like steampunk. Yeah, like you said. Yeah, and then finally we've got Moon Remix Adventure for PS4 and PS5. This is going to be December 16th, and Moon is kind of the anti RPG that inspired Undertale. Oh, right. Yeah, you told me about this. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've been curious about this one, too, but I've also, I'm also told that it's very obtuse. That they had to, like, give you, um, translate a manual for it just so that you can figure it out. It looks cool, though. I definitely want to play the game that inspired Undertale. And that is all the release dates. As far, okay. as, far, as, far as upcoming release dates, uh, what's coming out this week? All right, well, first we have what we missed that came out last week, which is Ruined King, a League of Legends story, uh, Light Fairy Tale Episode 2, Fate Tactics got an Xbox release, uh, Dandy Ace, and Tears of Avia. This week is Re-Legend. And if you're wondering, like I am, what is Re-Legend? It is a building, fishing, crafting game, I guess. And it's coming out for what this week? Must be on a new plat. Oh, it must be coming out of early access this week, or it might be coming out of early access, or I've got a wrong date, which so- does happen sometimes. They announce things and they get pushed back. Um, so anyway, stay tuned on that. So check out some reviews. It looks like it had some mixed reactions on the Steam page. If it does indeed come out this week, like like my uh, like my pages say. And then we have some new early access announcement. We've got War Tales coming into early access on December 1st. Uh, War Tales being a game where you load up the web page and then tell the folks who are listening that it is a game where you've uh, set 100 years after the fall of the Eteran Empire to a plague. Okay, what is, what is this? What is this? This is the tactical RPG one? Strategy RPG one? Yeah. Like, I can't tell. Okay, yes, tactical RPG. Ooh, it looks pretty. Okay, so go check out War Tales coming out in early access. Um, we have a story about it on the site, so you can watch a trailer in there, and you actually seem to watch your party travel across the landscape, which is kind of cool looking. Also coming to early access, Unsold. Uh, that is a fast-paced 
top-down action RPG. Get the video up. Oh, goodness. That is fast-paced, all right. There's a lot of slashing and and blowing stuff up and blood splatters and stuff. So you can uh, see if you're into that, if you want to support it in early access or wait for it to come out in um, one, two, three hundred years from now. Um, you know the way that goes. And then as far as editorials go, we've got a review for Blue Reflection. Blue Reflection, Blue Reflection Second, Second Light, Light from Louis Mauricio. He actually liked it and gave it a 3.5 out of 5. Sounds like it was better than the first. Yeah. You hope that the sequel improves mm-hmm. on that. Um, we've also got an RPG Elements article from Pascal about... Uh, a Guide to Japanese Role-Playing Games, which is a hardcover book from Bitmaps books, books that pretty much delves into the history of JRPGs. It, it is pretty all-encompassing. <laughs> um, I p- hinted at this for Christmas for me, and I said that this would really help me with the podcast uh, for Backtrack. Pretty good looking. Yeah. Um, Pascal it's was showing really screen. expensive, and is it in, yeah. is it in English? Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, it's in English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cover made me confused. Sorry. Like, just looking at. Yeah. When is um, this? Um, it, I, I want this so I can never read it. Oh, you Anna don't have that? that. She has it. Yeah. Wait, what? We have. Yeah, this? Anna said that they have it. Or oh. They, it okay. Either you have the hardcover or the the PDF. Okay. Well, it might be sitting on top of her um. Her uh, dresser then under a pile of stuff okay i'll go look because <laughs> that's the thing is that when you buy it you get a free pdf copy for your uh e-reader of your choice Ooh. Yep. okay i'll have to ask for the pdf <laughs> um because matt was telling me about it and he said that it's really cool yep i can confirm I, it's very cool yeah i've got a copy of it it's it's really good and very all-encompassing do you have the PDF or the hard copy? I have the hard copy, yeah. Oh, cool. Well, everybody has a hard copy but me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm teasing. Uh, and, and it is 35 euros to buy, yeah, yeah. and I think I think it's sold out at the moment, but they're working on another printing, so. I, I think it's coming soon. I think they're trying to get it done before the end of the year. Cool. And then from Paul Scarelli, we've also got a backlogging the year. Um covering september through october uh playing through a bunch of stuff on S- his smt4 oh on his vita or uh, yeah. he's playing some parasite eve yeah <laughs> Got a, okay he's, he's all over the place the vita's one of his places you're right he's doing um other stuff the what is he playing what is he actually playing Parasite Eve and some Super Castlevania and uh, SMT4, like we were talking about earlier. Aha, all right. I I hope he's enjoying his time with SMT4. He says it's a game about nice police officers. Oh, that that was uh, Parasite Eve. Parasite Eve with. <laughs> oh, I don't want to get into that. That 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 was an ironic screenshot. Yeah, but. That's all the news. That is exiting news mode. Idea. Question of the week. Well, again, is what'd you get on Black Friday? 
Um, we may or may not have a show next week because uh, it, it might only just be two people and we're all tired and old and maybe we want a week off. Um, but if there's like a bunch of news stories and stuff, you know, we'll play it by ear. There might be a show, there might not. Um, if there is a show, maybe we'll try and cover some Black Friday deals so that you have some shopping guide for the weekend. It's been like Black a month because Wario 64 has just blown up my Twitter feed with stuff and I mean, this is in a good in a good way because I saved a lot of money on my uh, on a Christmas present. I've that saved I bought so much money buying all these things. Yeah, yeah, S- stimulating the economy is how my dad used to put it. All right. Well, I guess we're gonna call it then. Mm-hmm. Thank you all for being on today. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Thank mm-hmm. you listeners, for listening. If you'd like to subscribe to the show, do it in your favorite podcaster cho- client of your choice. And, of course, stay tuned to twitch.tv slash rpgamer, so where we stream this show every week, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, on Saturdays. But also we have streaming content all throughout the week. People playing RPGs, people playing multiple RPGs at the same time, using a wheel to figure out what they're playing at the moment. And Phil just going through a bunch of... Uh, interesting games in the evenings and all sorts of stuff going on. So um, yeah, stay tuned. More content to come. Um, we have anything interesting on the schedule for today for the channel? I don't know. Anna's the one who always knows. She's not here. Arr. Hard to do this without Anna. We miss you, Anna. All right. You're the glue that She's holds the, glue. the show together. All right. We have nothing on the, okay. Uh, uh, JC Servant's on tonight usually. So stay tuned for that this evening. And anything else we need to leave people with? I don't think uh, so. Be, be nice to retail people this season. Yeah. And don't go don't go to stores. There's still a pandemic happening. Just because we don't want it to still be going on doesn't mean it isn't. Stay home, buy buy things online, or order them from your local retailers and pick them up and just stay out of the Black Friday rush. Don't do your part to stop spreading things. Even if even if you won't die, it's still bad to be spreading this thing around. All right. Anyway, I'll stop. All right. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Get your boosters if you're eligible. Or I guess everyone is now. Get your boosters and be healthy and enjoy your um, your holiday if you're in the U.S. And you're shopping after the holiday if you're in the U.S. And I don't know what people in the rest of the world do. Because when, when, when are you going to shop? I guess they have other days that are the big shopping. Yeah, I'm I'm all about Cyber Monday. Yeah. All right. Well, happy have a happy Cyber Oh wait. Cyber Monday would be after the next show. But if we don't have a sh- if we don't see you next week, have a happy Cyber Monday. Put it that way, right? Okay. <laughs> we'll catch you next time. Bye everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Uh-huh.